Sherry and James are siblings that have shared a lifelong love for the movie since they were kids. Now these mother flickers share their thoughts about the movies everyone's talking about. Welcome to another episode of Critiques. Wait, Critiques on the Couch? I thought it was Reviews from the Couch. Well, you know, James, we had to change it. Oh, thanks for telling me. <laughs> what happened was, is when we originally looked up reviews from the couch, it wasn't, it, it wasn't taken. Well, actually, I'll take that back. I did find the website that had reviews or a webpage that had reviews from the couch. And it looked like it hadn't been used in like over a year or so. Little did it click that, you know, it's a pandemic. What were they going to review, right? So James and I were at Chili. No, was it Chili's? Yeah. Brainstorming some ideas. We thought, oh, let's do a website. So we're looking up and well, we found out the name was already taken. So we went to the website and sure enough, they already started updating and everything. So we had to change it. Long story short, to not critiques. We, not that we want it. you to go to reviewsfromthecouch.com. <laughs> but uh, so we changed it to critiques on the couch so there goes our two listeners now we're down to one again yeah make sure you tell everybody it's a good thing we did it now because if we changed it when we were like maybe a few episodes in like 10 or 12 it would have been a lot because you had to go to each episode and change it on the podcast so i would have to go through every single episode so, so the new name is critiques from the couch and we've got a Facebook. And Instagram. Instagram. And a website coming soon. Website. Do we have YouTube? We do not have YouTube. We're not pretty enough for YouTube. Do we have a Netflix movie coming up? No. That's okay. your department. All righty. Get on it. Let's talk about the movie theater. Where do you think it's going? I think the movie theaters are on their way out. I think in 10 years, they will not be around. Maybe sooner, maybe five years. I think they're going to be gone. Movie theaters aren't like they used to be. I need to be honest without being biased because I really love the movie theaters. I totally love it. And what's interesting is I like to go to the movie theaters by myself. I don't like anybody else coming. The reason I like the theaters is nobody can interrupt me. Nobody can put it on pause. No one's going to stop and go to the bathroom. No one's going to reach over and ask me, what did he say? Just go by myself. Dark theater, big, huge screen, surround sound music, relaxing, comfy chairs, popcorn. What theater do you go to? Candy with no calories in it. Waiters waiting on you. I mean, no, I don't. Actually, I went to a theater once. It was like that. And the waiters kept getting in my way. Yeah. So I did. Bad idea. Yeah. Bad idea. I mean, what can the theaters do to, to make this happen? Well, to save them. For me, I remember going to the movie theaters when I was younger. It was, it was a place you can go where you could see a, a, a movie on a screen that was so huge. And then the sound that was just amazing. And a story that you couldn't see on regular TV. You know, and, and by the time it did get to TV, you know, it's been cut up. The bad words have been taken out or whatever. It's just not the same. Yeah. So that's all the commercial breaks in the middle of it. Exactly. So it's it's the experience of going to the movie theater. It's not like that now because when I go, I'm like, man, I could watch this at home. I could get a better picture quality on my TV at home. I can hear it better 
at home. I don't have a kid behind me screaming. I don't have somebody's big head in front of me where I can't see. You know, yeah, and it's something to be said about being in a movie theater and everybody clapping and laughing at the same time and, you know, crying. That's great. But is it enough to keep me going back? No. I, 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 you know, I can go home and watch whatever I want to watch on TV. And it's sad. I think the movie theaters are going to end up being like a specialty type thing, like a mom and pop thing in the neighborhood, neighborhood where they'll have, you know, like special showings of of, you know, the 25th anniversary of Titanic, which is coming up. Yeah. You know, that type of thing where they'll be showing it on, on the big screen. But I, I don't think it's, it, it's just, you know, and Maggie, our niece, you know, I go into her room and she's watching a movie on her phone. And she's got like a 45-inch TV on her, on her wall. And it's like, Maggie, what, what are you doing? Nothing is easier. How easier is it? You know, yeah. it's like it doesn't bother them. The picture quality apparently... For the younger folks, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Plus, you can take what's on your TV and throw it up on your screen, cast it on your screen. It's true. So I hate to admit it, but I'm afraid you're right. But I do hate to admit that. I really don't want to see the theaters go. And the movie theater will always be classic to me. And as long as they're there, I'll go. Well, I think they've been going downhill for a while. And I think the pandemic just kind of like put a nail in their coffin. You know, even though, I mean, you know, like Spider-Man that came out, it broke records for, you know, um, box office receipts. And was it because people went to see it or is it because they raised the prices twice as much? Yeah. You know, so you have to ask, which is it, you know, was it for, because it was $10 or was it because it was $20? Yeah. But, and I mean, it's on, it's, you can watch it right now for five ninety nine on Prime or something. And the Batman is already out on HBO Max. How long has it been out? The Batman was out. I think they. What I read is like they now have like a forty-five day a deal exclusive with, contract with yeah. them to play it after yeah. forty-five days. Exactly. Companies, you know, studios are like, okay, this is where it's at. Yeah, I wish I had more to say on it, but I'm, uh, I'm a huge fan of theaters. And they're saying it's streaming, but I think it's really digital that's killing it, the movie theaters. The experience is digital because if it wasn't for digital, we wouldn't have streaming right now. Yeah. And right now, some people are saying streaming could be on its way out too, which I don't think so. Just because Netflix had a, a, a bad quarter, they're all like, oh, no. But What would replace streaming? Something that we haven't thought of yet. Are we going to start getting into like the metaverse now where you can actually walk in and be part of a movie? It's just so many things. Technology is just moving forward. And unfortunately, I think this is going to be what finally kills the theater industry. It's like theaters. the drive-in theaters. It's like drive-in. We used to love drive-in. Just pulling your car in, pulling the back down, throwing some lawn chairs out in the back of your truck. And watching the movies under the stars, but then the drive-in theaters got so bad, and the screens were terrible, and the quality was horrible, and the sound. But you sound can do you that now. Hear. You can throw something up in your backyard. Exactly, and that kind of ruins it too. So, you know, it was sad to see the drive-in theaters go away, and it's going to be sad to see the movie theaters go away if that's. Yeah, what I mean, happened. they used to think when TV came out, it was going to kill the movies, and then when it came with VHS. That was going to kill the movies. And 
I, I think it's, I think this digital things, because you don't, I mean, the other day. Streaming is what's killing it. Yeah. The other day I was, um, I wanted to watch Bridesmaid. I love that movie. I wanted to watch something. I wanted to laugh. And I own the DVD. But instead of getting up, going through my closet, finding it and putting it in the DVD player, which I'd have to hook up, I just went and found it and was playing on HBO Max and there, I just watched it. It's easier. It's just the convenience and people will pay extra for convenience. Yeah, I don't have a lot to say on this, Sherry, because I'm afraid you're right, and I wish you weren't. A lot of people don't want that to happen. I don't want it to either. It, although I can say in the past uh, three or four years, I'd, four or more years, I'd go to a theater and it would be empty. Yeah. Most of the time, I was one of the few people there. But, of course, I like that, but they're going to charge me about $500 to a ticket to afford that. It's got to be something really special for you, me now. And I'm older, you know. I mean, ha- sitting in the seats that recline and everything, that's nice. But You're 34, Sherry. I know. And I just, I hate sitting in the chairs for two hours. I, I just don't have patience and I get irritated. I get irritated when I hear people behind me talking or whispering. It's like, shh, shh, shh. You know, and I hate the big head in front of me. It's like, and I don't want to be rude and say, could you move your big head out of my way? I can't see. Mm-hmm. And there's no seat, so you can't move unless you move to the very front. Who wants to sit up there? Got Can I do it. 4K now. You got 8K coming out and just the quality is there. Big screens. You go to Sam's or Costco and they have movie theater screens that are huge. And I think with streaming, I think eventually with streaming, um, there's so many out there now, so many. And I think eventually it's going to whittle out. And I think the ones like Prime and Apple, they'll be around because they got money behind them. You know, mm-hmm. Apple, Amazon, they'll be around. Even if it does go down, they'll still be able to be around. Netflix, I think so. It's the original. I think Netflix will be around. A lot of people, what they'll do, and I did this with Apple, is I didn't have an Apple subscription, but I heard the morning show with Jennifer Aniston and Reese Weatherspoon was coming out, and I wanted to see it. So I subscribed to it. I watched the series, and then when it was over, I unsubscribed. A lot of people do that. So I think the streaming services need to have content that is continuous, that where people don't want to you know, just watch one series like Ozark, and then it there's goes. Gonna, there's going to be a lot of competition for good stories. Yeah. Good acting, good directing. So the competition now is going to be in, is in the streaming world. I'm sure it's been that way probably for a while. Well, look at the Oscars. How many movies were nominated that originated on streaming, streaming service? Yeah. You know, and the movie of the year, Apple. Apple TV, it was Coda. My Let's talk about that. the Oscars. We, didn't t- we did the Oscar shows and didn't even talk about it. Were you surprised that Coda won? Very. So was I. I mean, I'm glad it won. I liked it. I liked it better than... Power of the Dog or Nightmare Alley. If they would have won, I would have been, okay. I would have been fine, but I'm glad Coda won over those two. But I did want West Side Story. I was right on Jessica Justine winning Best Best, Actress. Yes, you were. I thought it was going to be... I thought um, she should stay an actress and quit being political. Just thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Dad. Get the hell off the stage. And then um, Will Smith, and I called it Will Smith being the best, best actor. I think everybody I did, kind of figured that. I did that. not call the slap. No, that, slap. I did not figure that one. Well. In fact, I wasn't watching it, and you texted me, and you said, 
Will Smith just just slapped Chris Rock, and I was like, "How's that funny?" <laughs> like I didn't think like who cares. I thought it was a joke. I think everybody at first thought it was a, a bit. I think everybody thought it was a bit, and then of course now we all know it wasn't. But yeah, it was. <laughs> it was the one time you didn't watch it, James, and look what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought the hosts did well. I thought they did good. It's funny. You know, I at the time when we did the Oscar show, we had not watched Liquor's Pizza. Mm-hmm. I did watch it. Uh, the acting was great. The acting was really great, except for Bradley Cooper. And I've decided I'm not really a big Bradley Cooper fan. And he he played. He's gonna hate on you. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, John Peters. He played John Peters, and it was just he played John Peters as a coked, coked out arrogant asshole and maybe he was in real life but it just i had a hard time believing that a 25 year old woman would be attracted to a 15 year old boy yeah things are just too they're too insider you know everybody i know this guy i know that guy i do i did meet a guy who had won an oscar and he was receiving the dvds to vote in the Oscars. Mm-hmm. And I asked him once, you watch all his movies? And he said, no. So I'm like, you just vote for the people that you like? Yeah. I know this guy. I know that guy. I think that there was a time and now we've got so much but media I think, out there. And I think a lot of it, this past Oscar, I think a lot of it had to do with the pandemic, which is probably why a lot of social uh, streaming movies were out there. Here's what's going to make our show work is the fact that there is so much stuff out there that nobody knows what to watch. And that's a good thing because people who didn't, weren't able, who might be great writers and great directors, but don't have the support and the money behind them can now show their talent. Okay. That's good. But when you take movies, when you start saying, I want to, I want to do a movie that's going to make it in the Oscars. Now, let me see. I have to pick this political angle or write it this way or do that or have this actress in it. You start to just lose what this is all about. But see, but I think that's, you're you're stretching it. If you can't think of something that's original and good, so and you have to me, go to something that's political, that's current. Correct. Uh, that to me doesn't seem creative to me exactly so the movie you're writing something to get an oscar and that's exactly the movie that won this year coda in my opinion was written to win an oscar probably their oscar buzz is on it i don't think so because it's actually a remake from a french version it was a french version that had come out i think in canada so they just remade it but you're right. It's, Maybe. It, it's not something epic like you would think. Like It's not. Silence and of the Lambs or something like that. That is just like, wow, that's a great movie. And again, to go back to it, it was like an afternoon special. The premise of the movie, they could have gone so much deeper. So, for example, I just think they need to spend more time writing movies. And that's the problem. Things are, you know, there's so much content out there. So many streaming services. So much, such of a need for entertainment that people are probably just producing things too quickly. I saw my favorite movie again, Back to the Future, this week. 
And as you watch it, it's just like there's just not a dead time in that movie. And the writing is so spot on. So many references to today and play on words and so many different things that you just don't see in the movies anymore. I'm kind of blabbering on here, but for example, when he says, okay, future boy, who's the president of the United States? I mean, how funny is that? 1985 to say Ronald Reagan, he's like the actor. And I assume Jane Wyman is blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Jerry Lewis is blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, what that it's, it's so perfect and spot on. Yeah. You know, or when he says, you know, when the dad hits the kid with the car and then he's eating dinner and he leaves and he says, if you ever have a son like that, I'll disown you. And that's her son, you know? So there's just, there, there's just so many things they just, yeah, you see one or two of those in a movie, but not the depth that you used to see or you see in a good story that just is so well-written. Yeah, I mean, it's just do something that's different, that's creative. Like the the one with uh, Nicolas Cage that's out right now, I really want to see it because it looks like a good, creative, funny movie. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent is the name of it. Yeah, so I want to see it. Hopefully the trailer didn't show every funny scene in the entire movie. I want to see it based on the trailer. Correct. And hopefully it is good. Hopefully it was well-written. They took time to do it because there's so many, with with the premise of the story, there's so many funny twists you could put on that. Exactly. And it's creative. It's funny. It's like, okay, that's a good idea. Like The Bubble, which let's let's talk about. What the flick is on tonight? Okay, so now we're going to talk about streaming shows that we've seen and The Bubble. I saw The Bubble. I hated The Bubble. You hated just that. That's I it. hated it. I hated it because it it sounded like a, such a good idea, which is during the pandemic, all these people get together, all, all these actors go do a movie. They go to a hotel. They're quarantined to this hotel to do this movie. Sounds like a great idea. I'm like, oh, that sounds good. It's to me, it was they took all the actors and they stereotyped them into what you think actors were. And it's not funny. I get it's supposed to be satire, but to me, it wasn't funny at all. It was just annoying. It was like, come on. That's, it's just, it just, I, I did not like it at all. And the only funny part in there, or the only good part in there is they have a actress who's a social media star. She's a big TikTok star, so she has millions and millions of followers, so they put her in the movie. She makes a TikTok with all the crew. And they show the TikTok, and the TikTok actually is better than the whole freaking movie. So, in my opinion, it's just horrible. I did not like the bubble. It it angered me. It was so bad. I did not see it at all. So, yeah. And then, uh, what else is out there? Severance loved Severance. Loved it. What is Severance on, Sherry? Severance is on Apple TV. Apple TV. Apple TV Plus. So, tell me about why you love the movie. It's, if you like a science fiction thriller mystery, you'll love this movie. And it was... Yeah, it's a series. I, it's a series. And it's how many eight, are there? Eight. There's eight. And I'm telling you, when they got to the eight episode, when it ended, you're like, oh no, what's going to happen? You got to wait till season two. And fortunately, it's been renewed. I heard somebody, a big shot, sent a text out about that movie. Oh, um... Stephen King loved it. Yeah? He loved it. 
Well, unfortunately, Sherry, I saw it too and did not share your sentiments. You need to get past. How many episodes did you see? I saw three. I think if you watch one more episode, I think you'll get hooked. I did not finish the series. Um, of course, it had excellent acting in it, and but to me, the pacing was too slow, very depressing, very dark uh, vibe to the movie, and... Um, but it's supposed to be. Of course, I may have an unfair bias to the series due to my real-life experience and working in a corporate environment. Not that it was exactly like that, but it certainly felt at times like I get this, you know. But after three episodes, I felt I would watch the entire series and it would most likely end the same way with the same dark vibe that it started at. No. And I just didn't want to do that. It doesn't. What it's about is it's about this corporation named Lumen. To work there, you have to have a like a chip. It's kind of like a chip implanted into your head where it separates your work life and your home life. So when you go to work, it seems like you never leave because as soon as you leave the company you to go home, it switches off and you have no memory whatsoever of what you did there i loved it maybe and i'll agree with james i it took me a couple episodes it's like oh man this this is kind of boring but it picks up it really does now there's a movie that we saw that we both liked and that was called the thing about pam the thing about pam that was on nbc you can now watch it on hulu and it's just a fun show it wasn't fun based on a true story but the acting, I mean, when you watch Renee Zellweger, it's funny. I, mean, it's, I shouldn't say funny, but it's, it's, it's... I was like, where are you getting funny out of this? It's not funny, but you're watching her and it's, it's interesting. It's like, oh, okay. I mean, the whole story, I mean, if you followed it, if you read the, po- if you saw it from the podcast, or whatever, you, you know what happens in it. But yeah, it was... There was a podcast. It was a Dateline series. Dateline was on the story for what, like 10 years or something like that? They released the first one, and then they came back around to it again. It was good watching it, and then Dateline kind of updated the story. And um, I thought Renee Zellweger did good. I was a little concerned about that. I I thought she did a good job until I saw the Dateline show afterwards, and I thought this lady had a charismatic personality about her. Still controlling, but she had a charismatic ability that Renee Zellweg was not able to pull off. Okay. Most likely, I think, probably a loner. I don't think that she really even pushed into the attractive personality that this person had. She kind of came off as very controlling, very astute, and I just don't know that that person would have had that much influence, but... When I saw the Dateline special, then I'm like, oh, okay, this girl's got a much more enthusiastic kind of like your best friend, your neighbor next door. Mm -hmm. And you felt that way, like, oh, such a nice person. I don't see how this could ever happen. Yeah. I guess the takeaway is that I liked it a lot and I thought the acting was good until I saw the actual real character. Yeah. I'm also watching on HBO Max, Julia. Have you seen it? I have not. It's actually, it's very good. Um, It's inspired by Julia Child's Extraordinary Life and her show, um, The French Chef, which 
pretty much invented food television, you know? Yeah. The actress who plays Julia, Sarah, Sarah Lancashire, is she is so good. She, I'm telling you now, she's going to be nominated for an Emmy. She is so, so good. Yeah. And it's funny. Did you ever watch Frasier? No? A little bit, yeah. The character who played Niles and the character who played his wife, Frasier's wife, Lilith, they're in there. David Hyde Pierce and B.B. Newworth, they're also in this movie or in the series. And uh, David Hyde Pierce plays Julia's wife and... B.B. Newworth plays Julia's best friend. So it's a really good show. Uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out. So I did see a movie called Return to Space, which is a documentary on Elon Musk's and SpaceX engineers embark on a historical mission to return NASA's astronauts to the International Space Station and revolutionize space travel. Very good documentary. It's two hours and eight minutes long, and it kept my interest the whole whole time. It was very very interesting. So I would highly recommend that if you'd like to just, if, if you enjoy documentaries. Netflix is good for documentaries. They really yeah. are. Mm -hmm. I did see Roar, which um, is about, um, I think there's like eight different stories about uh, different women. It's on Apple TV. I saw the first episode and it just, like I said, it just, it kind of baffled me when it, when it ended. I didn't watch the second one. I, I hope it's better than the first one, even though it was interesting, but just how it ended, it didn't feel like it finished it. Maybe I missed something. So I have to watch the other shows to see if they all like connect in the end somehow or, or something. So also movies that are coming out that I'm looking forward to Ozark, Gotta April 29th. Love yeah. That. Love that. Yeah. On Netflix at the end of the season, it's the end of the series, I should say. I'm assuming this, this show turned out to be bigger than they thought it was going to be. I think so. I think they didn't think it was going to go past the first season. Another show that's coming out that um, it's with Julia Roberts. It's called Gas Gaslit. And really? It, yeah, and it has. It's going to be on Stars. Yeah. And it talks about um, the un the people you didn't hear about during Watergate during the seventies, mm -hmm. and it stars Julia Roberts and Sean Penn. So that's coming out on, uh, let's see, April 24th. This one I'm kind of looking forward to also is Prehistoric Planet. It's on Apple TV. Yeah. And it's kind of like what the world was like when the dinosaurs roamed the earth. And it's all done with that digital dinosaurs and all that stuff. So I think it, the, I saw the trailer and it looks pretty cool. And it comes out May 23rd. So... And we will review them when they come out and let you know what we thought. But uh, those are a few things that are coming out that I'm kind of looking forward to. Mark okay. them on your calendar. Okay. It's now time for Flashback Quiz. Here's your host, Sherry and James. Thank you. This is part of our podcast where James and I try to stump each other by guessing the theme song, movie, or TV show. Please play along at home. Go ahead, James. All right. And here we go, Sherry. The first song. It's from the 90s. What is it? I have no idea. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh. I never watched that show. Really? <laughs> never watched it. 
I thought it was like the Bengals or something. Okay, my turn. Okay, this is from 1985. Okay. You want to hit for the movie? I want to go for the movie. The movie? It's about a high school wrestler in Spokane, Spokane, Washington. Has trouble focusing on his training regimen when a beautiful young drifter takes up temporary residence at his home. It stars Matthew Modine. The song is from Madonna. Crazy about you. Crazy for you. That's crazy for you. The movie. Vision Quest. Is the movie Vision Quest? It's a Vision Quest. There we go. We got at least look smart here, Sherry. Somewhere. You want to do one more? I'll do. I'll do a hard one for you, Sherry. It's a movie from 1984. Um, do you want me to guess the movie or the song? The song is. Back in Time by Huey Lewis. And the movie is Back to the Future. There you go, Sherry. Woo-hoo! I wanted to give you a hard one. Thank you. My brain hurts. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going back to 1975 for this movie. And if you don't get this, James, you're fired. You're not playing anymore. Is it Finding Nemo? <laughs> Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. <laughs> I think it's Jaws, Sherry. Yeah. I think it's Jaws. Who could forget that theme? It scares me just listening to it. This is a movie. It was released in 1994. It was a huge hit. Loved it. Directed by Robert Zemeckis. And it stars Tom Hanks, Sally Field. And the movie is... Forrest Gump. You are correct. Such a good movie. You are correct. Thanks for listening to this episode of Critiques on the Couch. Make sure you follow us on Facebook because we post a lot of reviews on there. And we even have people review our reviews. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So if you see something that we review and you disagree or agree or just want to give your two cents, feel free. We want it. We want people to do that. Also on um, Instagram. Will Will you post other people's comments? We do. Other people's reviews. Okay, there yeah. you go. And then on Instagram, we'll, we'll follow us on Instagram, and we'll be doing all those quizzes and stuff that you heard earlier. We're going to put some of those on Instagram a couple times a week. So follow us, and pretty soon we're going to have a web page, and we're just going to be nonstop. You're going to we're going to be your one stop for everything that has to do with movies and entertainment. All right, thanks for joining us again. Got a question? Comment? Review? Drop us an email at critiquesfromthecouch at gmail.com. And please follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to review, like, and share this podcast. Critiques from the Couch is a Naptime production.